1: giant. With well, the giant moves. he's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face, they basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer, when he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12-gauge and I'd
0: blow this head off. And I feel something pulling at my leg, and I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling it and they're literally i'm getting pulled off the bed
1: i saw three long bony fingers with like claws on the end reach up underneath the door curl up to grab it and then disappear it's almost like they're unzippering our reality they stick their heads through and they look around and it looks like it's The coast is clear. They step through the rest of the direction. If you pick the head, you get the whole package. If you don't pick the head off, then what happens is they disappear. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. But then I look over to my left, on the far side of the room,
2: and there's Jack. And he's got... Blood on his face.
1: He looks at me, and he just says one word. Oops. I've been killing E.T.s longer than most people have careers. I reach my hand into this bush, and I touch air. Couldn't breathe, and I couldn't move. Because I know I'm seeing a monster.
2: Welcome to the show, everybody. You are listening to The Confessionals, a proud featured show of blogtalkradio.com. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the connection section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Now this week's iTunes ratings and reviews. If you have not done so, please go to iTunes and rate and review the show. It helps out the show a ton. And if you do not have iTunes, the next best thing you can do for free is share the show on social media. It means a lot to me because it helps out the show a ton. It helps us grow. So this week's iTunes rating and review shoutouts is Redshift thirteen, Pumpkin King nineteen seventy three, Dark Rift two thousand two, Phone Man twenty eight jab 2011 12th man sb 2019 jk Stony 14 The fab one annoyed would be user dragon 984 it's your boy Jay elliot and bluegrass pat so thank you very much for going and leaving that rating and review on itunes like i said it helps out a ton and i really really appreciate it now, moving on to this week's Patreon shoutouts, we do have a Patreon page if you want to go help support the show. If you sign up to help support the show, there's a lot of great rewards that we offer for people who are patrons. So go to patreon.com forward slash the confessionals and check out the rewards and see what fits you best. But for this week's Patreon shout-outs, we have Christine R., Charlene W., Kevin P., William P., Drew D., Ron J., Angelo L., Jeffrey B., Mark K., GBB., Janet R., Steve D, Dorian B, Julie B, Benjamin H, Julie C, Freddie S, Daphne L, Robert, Jeremy B, Derek H, Abby A, Matthew C, Miranda C, Matthew B, Gav F, Chris I, and Tom B. Thank you so much for going to patreon.com and being a supporter of the show. I hope you really enjoy your experience and letting you guys know if you want to be in the secret Facebook group, you got to friend request me on Facebook first. So go to facebook.com forward slash T B Merkel. That's my profile friend request me once we're friends, I can add you to the secret Facebook group. And so all the patrons that became a patron in the month of April, I'm going to be sending out you your stickers for being a patron this weekend. So as you're listening to this show Saturday night. I'm sending out the stickers for you guys to get in the mail in the next couple weeks shout outs are also coming this week on twitter and facebook so be alert for that be on the lookout because you'll see your name popping up on social media so this week's show we have sean coming on and sean is actually a local guy to me who lives not too far about 40 minutes away from me and he's actually seen a winged serpent inside his home and he goes into sharing a lot of other details about the surrounding property and things like that that kind of makes you feel like some of this stuff might be tied together so Why don't you sit back and relax because we're going to have a good time with Sean right after this. Okay, so tonight we have Sean coming on and Sean has several different stories he'd like to share with us, but we're going to lead off with One particular story that really captured my attention, but Sean, how you doing, man?
0: Doing very well. How are you, Tony?
2: I'm doing well, man. Doing well. I uh, We got your email here and I was looking through it. Uh, but the, the thing that really caught my eye when you first emailed me was that you said you saw a winged serpent. And I know we're going to cover some other things tonight, you know, shadow figures, angels, uh, Slenderman. But let's start off with the winged serpent. What happened? How'd you, where were you? What happened? So just kind of walk us through how this experience unfolded.
0: Okay. Uh, It happened in my home. I live in an apartment complex and uh, I was asleep. Um, I was dead asleep. Middle of the night, I wake up and I woke up and I just felt like something was off. Something was different. Nothing, nothing, something just didn't seem right. And I looked up and I see this thing above my bed, up against the ceiling. Now, The kids don't have anything to prank me with that they could be projecting something. They were dead as sound asleep. So it was just me in this room and I look up and it had a shape. It had outlines to it, but it was kind of more like how you see in the movie predator where there's that camouflage where you only see the outlines and the outlining details, but you don't see any colors or, or anything like that. And I look above the bed and I see this, figure hovering above my bed, not just staying in one place, but moving back and forth a little bit. And I rub my eyes, I rub them really hard. And I look again and I still see it. I could see a tail. I could see wings. I could see, um, this serpent like head and the wings you could see had kind of feathers to it, had lines of feathers, if you will. And I was just instantly terrified. Um, I hadn't been watching anything the night before or listening to podcasts, talking about any of this stuff, or even probably ever that I ever recall. So it wasn't in my mind going to bed. I rubbed my eyes again, really hard to make sure I was awake and it was still there. Uh, I am a believer in Jesus Christ and I was terrified. So the only thing I could do was I called out to his name and I asked him for help. And as soon as I did, it was gone. Um, but when I saw it, it was three-dimensional above my bed, up against the ceiling, just looking down at me. The next day, I went to work, and I was pretty shook up by it. It just I've never seen anything like this. I went to work, and I did a search on the internet, typed in wing serpent, and I found a black and white drawing that I saved, and I emailed you, and that was very similar to what I had seen. And I never saw that drawing ever before.
2: Okay. So that winged serpent that you say you saw here, uh, it kind of catches me off guard a little bit because if that's what you saw, then that really fits a description of an article I just read this morning about a New Jersey police officer who saw a winged serpent. Now, the winged serpent that you saw, did it have two sets of wings, one on its tail and one on its body, like in the picture you sent me?
0: Um, No, I did not see that. Um, That was the only thing that was different about the picture versus what I saw. Um, I was more so focused on what we would refer to as the torso, the the center mass of this creature and the head, because that was what was right above me, and I could see the the clearest, if you will, in its camouflage state, I guess, to put it. I don't know.
2: Okay. So – you see this thing in your home, and it reminds me of another story that somebody had shared on the show a while back. I can't remember what episode or who it was, but somebody had described how I think they were um, they were paralyzed. You know, coming out of their sleep, they're paralyzed, and they see. And I think they described it as like a dragon-like creature hovering over them while they were sleeping. I don't think they, they said it had wings though, but it it kind of seems similar to me. And uh, you know, you said that you claimed. You know, you said the name of Jesus and it went away. You you know, how, do you think that this was more of a demonic, supernatural thing then? Or do you think that this was, you know, I don't know, cryptid or something?
0: I, I don't think it was cryptid. I think it was supernatural. Um, I didn't experience any kind of paralysis. Uh, I had tears coming out of the corner of my eyes. I was so terrified. And I had no problem rubbing my eyes when I first saw it, rubbing them again, and then wiping the tears away when I was sitting there and I was trembling. So I wasn't been having sleep paralysis at all. And when I called on the name of Jesus Christ to help me, it disappeared instantly. Um, so I, I truly believe it was some sort of supernatural uh, entity.
2: Okay. Now, leading up to this, you never had any other experiences that would have you know, led into this. This was just completely random.
0: Yes, it's completely random. Okay. Uh, been, you know, we'll be going to talk about other stuff, but the other things I've seen have nothing to do with what I saw that night.
2: Now, after this experience, have you ever had anything else inside your house like this happen, whether it's this or something else?
0: I haven't. Um, my stepkids claim they've seen a shadow figure in their bedroom when we first moved in. I've never seen that. So this was the only thing that I saw in our apartment.
2: How big was it? Like roughly, how long was this thing?
0: I'm five ten, and it was probably as big as I was. Wow. Wow,
2: that's bigger it, than I thought. Because
0: it was, it was. It, when I looked up, I was looking at its head, and as I looked down, I could see its body and the tail, and it stretched down towards the bottom of the bed. So it was as big as I was.
2: And it was up near the wings
0: the, were probably just as wide.
2: Okay. And so it was up near the ceiling, right? It wasn't like hovering mm-hmm. directly over you.
0: It was hovering directly over we live in a an apartment complex, so there's nothing fancy about our building. The ceilings are probably I guess your average eight, ten feet probably you know, so it's we don't I don't have a vaulted ceiling in my bedroom. So it was right at the ceiling and really pretty close. <laughs>
2: Wow. That's crazy, man. Uh, when you're seeing this thing, is it making any sounds? Has it, did, it, did it make an attempt to communicate with you in any way at all?
0: No. No, it made no sounds. It was just looking down at me. And it, when I realized that I was awake, this was not sleep, and it. that's when I just I called on the name of Christ and it left because I knew there was nothing I could do about this thing. I, I was terrified, and I was helpless, and there was nothing that I could have done. I didn't want to try and slide out of the bed and run out of the room.
2: Yeah, now, I mean, that's really interesting, the fact that you called, uh, called upon the name of Jesus Christ and the thing left. Uh, because what you're describing almost sounds like a a cryptid at first, but it's not. It, like, what you're describing, the way it looked, uh, the it's, it's characteristics. Because you described it as something to do with the predator, right? Like similarities with the movie The Predator?
0: The the camouflage as far as the, you know, that kind of camouflage that they used in that movie, yes.
2: Right. And so, I mean, that that's not really cryptid as much as it is paranormal in my mind. I know some people say that Bigfoot cloaks and things like that. But when you say Bigfoot cloaks, I think, okay, well, then Bigfoot's a paranormal type of creature then because that's not really typical of your, you know, flesh and blood animal that just walks around the woods, you know? Uh, right, right. So I mean, if this thing is, you know, some kind of paranormal type uh, encounter that you had, and it responded to the name of Jesus the way it did, I, I I'm interested to see if there's any kind of writings about winged serpents that are of the demonic scale, you know, or whatever that would be. Uh, I don't know, but th- it's very interesting. I, I don't really, I've never really heard of anybody seeing a winged serpent. Uh, that was more on the paranormal side, so uh, that's really interesting, man. That's really interesting. How, how scared were you when you saw this thing?
0: I was utterly terrified. I was utterly terrified. I had tears running out of my eyes. I was trembling, and I couldn't move. So I, like, well, I could move to wipe my eyes, to you know, to rub my eyes, and but I did not want to get out of that bed. I didn't want to slide out. I just didn't want to move. I, I felt like I was. Like I was prey. Um I I've I've grown up in the country. So growing up in this area of Pennsylvania, we don't have a lot of big predators, but you deal with predators, you don't want to run, you know. But when I saw this thing, I I didn't want to, I didn't want to try and move. I couldn't get myself to get away because I was just so terrified. And the I knew the only thing I could do was calling the name of Christ and by chance when I did it left that's why I do believe this is something supernatural something of a maybe you know demonic realm if you will but yeah I was absolutely terrified
2: okay so after this event's over what do you do do you go back to sleep do you wake up do you wake up the kids do you tell your wife how what was what was your uh, life after this event over the next you know day or so did you tell anybody
0: Um, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't want to tell the kids about it right away. And I laid in bed there for quite a while and just tried to calm down. I can't tell you what time I finally went back to sleep, but I didn't pass out right away. Uh, I laid there and prayed for a while and eventually I must've fallen asleep. When I woke up the next day, it was very fresh in my mind. I, um, I, I couldn't forget it. It's still just as vivid today. Uh, I went to work, I went about my daily routine and during lunch, I took some time and did the search and found that picture online. And I was like, wow, that that's very similar to what I saw. And, um, I eventually shared it with my stepkids. They thought that was pretty crazy. I told my wife when she came home and by that um, she's a truck driver so she's gone for a month at a time or so so you know when she came home i let her know and um it just it really freaked me out
2: yeah no i can imagine i mean definitely i mean i think anybody who sees a winged serpent like creature hovering over their bed while they're sleeping it's going to freak you out <laughs> i don't think anybody's really expecting that uh you know no. it's just it's one of those things man if i experienced that i'd probably uh oh, I don't know. I have no idea what I would have done. I mean, I probably would have rolled over and told the wife once it was over what happened, but uh man, were you scared to go back to sleep the following night or the, you know, next week or so?
0: No. Um I wasn't scared to go back to sleep. I um the other things that I've seen and based on my faith, I've developed a real strength in if I, if if I've seen something and I don't go looking for it, I don't plan for it. But if I see something, I have a very strong faith in, I'm in God's hands. You know, my life is in his hands and he knows what he has planned for me. But when I saw this, um, it really, it shook me just thinking about it. it shakes me because I've never, it, it, it was so close. It was so close that, um, I never experienced anything like that before. And that's what terrified me. Um, There's times if I wake up in the middle of the night to use the restroom or get the midnight munchies, you know, I still wake up and the first thing I do is I look at that ceiling because what if it comes back? What if it's there? But I haven't had that happen and hopefully I won't. How long ago was this? Um, Probably about... months ago-ish, something
2: like that. Wow. So it was actually pretty recent. It was pretty recent. Yes. Wow. Holy cow. So, man. Okay. Well, you know, you mentioned earlier about how, I think you said your stepsons saw shadow, uh, figures. Did you ever see a shadow figure or was it just them?
0: I've seen it outside the house, um, where we live, there's a road that runs through our apartment complex and, uh, coming up from laundry, I've seen it standing on the other side of the little road for our apartments and walking up, I saw it. It was probably seven feet ish, something like that. It was rather tall and it was just the shadow figure, this absence of light in the shape in a humanoid shape. And I, it was far away. It didn't bother me. Like when I saw that winged serpent and I just kind of hmm, said a prayer to myself and kept going and it disappeared. Um, the stepsons have seen stuff walking past on our front porch. I've never seen it. So I don't know if there's something about where we live in this little town um, that there's something going on, but um, I've kind of, coined a phrase for myself that the devil's just inside the woods because there's a feeling where the woods that border our apartment complex there's just something is not right within a fifty foot span of these woods and you can just feel it. Um my wife has a teammate that she drives truck with. So when they've come home and they've done the laundry, the teammate has sensed it as well. He's like, something is just in those woods, so I just feel it. So but the shadow figure that I saw was away from the house across the little road here, and it was probably a good 100 feet from me, just standing there.
2: Yeah. And now you said that you, earlier in the pre interview where you live, and if you don't mind, I can bleep it out if you want mm-hmm. me to. But you live in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And yes. that's, I mean, I live in a very similar area. I mean, you and I are probably about 40 minutes away from each other, and this area was where the Revolutionary War was fought. I mean, we, li- we live not far from Valley Forge, which is in the history books, George Washington, all that. And so, I mean, there was battles in this area. And so the idea of woods being haunted, I think, in our area is actually a very real possibility. Uh, what do you think about that? <laughs>
0: I think it's true. I think there's a very good possibility for that. I mean, where I live in here in upper Bucks County, you have the, this is an old, old, old area. What was it? The Lenape originally inhabited this area as far as the Indians go, Mm -hmm. The, the settlers go back all the way. And where I grew up is one of the oldest houses in the Bucks County area, um, where, Supposedly, there's still like these triangle shapes in the original structure for when the muskets would have to go out to defend the property in the way back. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is something in this area.
2: Yeah, like let me just tell you a quick story here. You know, I drive tractor trailer in the area. Uh, you and I are probably gonna cross paths one day, and a lot of the places that we deliver are very busy. You know, because this area's built up now, but it wasn't always like that, and you're familiar with King of Prussia and Mm -hmm. one of the places that I deliver to is in King of Prussia, like right in King of Prussia, but where we're going for this delivery is there's this little patch of woods in the back. I mean, it's not huge, but they're, they're woods. And when you go to this place, they don't have any spotlights out back when you drop a trailer and that's what we do there. So during the winter time, it's completely black back there. All you have is your headlights and you're trying to drop a trailer. And it's spooky back there. But I never said anything about it to anybody at work, because I didn't want to be that guy, who, you know, he's scared to go back there. (laughs) But it wasn't until one of the other guys came to me and said, hey, do you ever get creeped out back there? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. And so once he said that to me, I kind of got more confidence. And then the next time I had to go there, I was talking to some of the drivers in the break room before I headed over. And there's two guys in the break room that they've all been, they both have been there for at least 25 years. So they've been in the company for a long time. And I told them, I said, Hey, you know, me and Martinez, have been saying that we get spooked out back there. Do you guys ever get spooked out? And they both said, yes, absolutely. There's just something creepy about it. And the one guy, he said he swears that he saw some kind of George Washington-like entity walking around back there when he drove his truck back there. And so he said it's happened several times. And so, like, I'm not saying it's George Washington, but it's it's that era, you know? And so, you know, we live in an area where war happened, and there's a lot of history here. And so... You know the idea of these these woods and all that stuff ha- having some kind of baggage around here is a very real possibility, uh, even though it's a built up
1: I,
0: I, area. I, I agree. I mean, where I grew up, um, there's two old, really cement, old cemeteries that go back to the 1800s. There's ruins from when there used to be a mill. And when I was a kid, I'd run all over back in there. I'd run around the woods. I never saw anything up where my parents live. But where I'm living now is where I've been seeing this activity, Sands the story I'll tell later about the angel. So I think there is something about certain areas, certain regions that, that harbor things, if you will.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's just very interesting. And, you know, I think in general, you know, woods and things like that are just very, they can be creepy, you know, especially at night. Mm. But then, when you add right. the other factors to it, it just kind of adds to it. But uh, so you saw that shadow figure out. I think you said out in the road, right? Yes. Okay. And then your stepsons said they saw it walking across the porch or something like that.
0: Yeah, my stepsons have seen it. My wife has seen it, and her friend has seen it. Um, walks across in front of the porch. If the blinds aren't drawn, they've seen it standing and look. You know, this this human shadow figure thing looking in the window and my wife made a comment she says it's like it knows it's not allowed to come in but I've never seen it so I have no idea what they're talking about I believe them because they don't they would never make up stuff like this Um, they've never been prone to want to or anything like that and they told me outside of me telling them their story my stories so there is something right in this little apartment complex yeah
2: there's so many different things that could be going on here but uh yeah let's just take a break right now when we come back we'll get right back into it man we'll be right back everybody
0: This was Sasquatch Chronicles, and you're listening to The Confessionals with Tony Merkel.
2: Uh, When you saw the shadow figure across the road, you described it, you know, I think you said about seven feet tall, uh, completely Mm -hmm. shadowed out. Can you tell me, when you saw this thing, and it's like a shadow, you know, almost like absence absence of light, how deep was this shadow? Like, it was like a pitch black, deep black that you kind of like
0: were looking at? When I was, it was a humanoid shape, and it was pitch black. It just stood, and I felt like I was being watched, just like if you're in a mall, you feel like someone's watching you, and you turn around, sure enough, there is. So I coming up from the laundry room, I felt like I was being watched, and when I looked up, I saw it there, about 100 feet from me, standing out in the road across from the mailboxes, just watching me. I couldn't see eyes. I couldn't see a definition of a face or anything like that. But I felt it was looking at me, and it was dark. I couldn't see through it. I couldn't see the building behind it, um, or even you know, and light from any of the windows. It was just there. Okay.
2: Well, I mean, the fact that you feel like you were being watched, and then you look up and you see it, and the fact that your your wife said, uh, and and I think you said your stepsons both said that they see this thing looking in through the window. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like there there must be something to do with that area. At least. I, I I don't know if it's you guys per se, but at least the area, uh, must have some kind of, um, deep rooted attachments. Uh, now you said to me earlier that you saw an angel or angels, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that was before the shadow figures that you saw, right?
0: Yeah, that was one of the first things I've ever encountered, of the supernatural, if you will. Um, I had been living at my ex-wife's house. I was married to her at the time. We were up in Allentown. So this is up in Lehigh County. And uh, I was doing work in the backyard. And it was one of these little row home, tiny backyards. So it's like, you know, 15 feet across by 25 feet long. Not a real big yard. I was doing work, and I had my right shoulder towards our house and my left shoulder towards the alley, the alley behind us intersected another alley that I was then facing. So, um, and I, again, I had a feeling I was being watched and I looked in a direction of where I felt like something was watching me. And it was a vacant lot that had just overgrown stuff in it. And there was a big Oak tree there. And I looked over and I just stood there watching because I felt like maybe someone was standing behind the oak tree. And I didn't see anything. I went back to my work and what I was doing, and I still felt like someone was watching me. I looked up again, and I just stood there, stood there staring, and I didn't see anything. There was nothing there. This time, as I started to turn back to what I was doing, out of the corner of my right eye, I see this figure standing right next to me, so again, I'm five foot ten, and this thing next to me is towering over me. Um, and it was just a human form, like it was made of light. I couldn't tell if it had clothing or anything like that, but I saw a humanoid face, and it was just standing there holding a sword, because I could see its hands around the, 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 the pummel, if you will. But its was, head was turned, looking in the same direction, I was just looking towards the vacant lot where I felt like something was watching me. And I looked back to see what it was looking at. And when I turned back again, it was gone. And the sense that something was watching me from over there was gone as well. Um, middle of the day, you know, not a hot day. So I wasn't suffering from heat exhaustion or anything. It was just, it just happened. And, um, that blew my mind because I'm like, I just saw my guardian angel, you know? And, um, that was that event.
2: Yeah. Now, do you think that, so it's the middle of the day, you see this, do you think that if anybody else was, was with you, that they would have saw it as well?
0: I don't know. Um, my ex-wife was in the kitchen at the time, but she didn't say anything, didn't see anything. And. I told her right away about it, and she says, "I think you just saw your guardian angel." I said, "I think I did too," and I told her what I felt like I, you know, something was watching me, and it was looking in the same direction, and then it was gone. And she said, it "Sounds like it showed up to chase off whatever was watching you." So,
2: so when you're when you're standing there, you feel like something's watching you. What mm-hmm. what kind of feeling did you have? versus the feeling you had when you saw this thing standing next to you? Were they two different feelings? Was there one feeling of fear, one feeling of uh, safety? Or how how did you feel, I guess?
0: When I felt like the thing was watching me, I felt like I was being watched, I was being studied, um, and not in a good way. Something was... What's the word? um, Scoping me out, you know, just trying to figure... I felt like if you've ever worked at a mini market and you just you have kids hanging around trying to figure out how many people are working in the store because they want to come in and steal stuff, you know that's how I felt. I felt like something was watching, and it was trying to figure out what it could do whatever it wanted, something no good um when I turned and I saw that humanoid figure, that angelic figure staying next to me. I had suddenly felt at peace. I felt like th- this is here to watch over me. I wasn't scared. I wasn't terrified. I didn't feel like it was there looking at me the way whatever this other thing was. But whatever was off in that vacant lot, it felt like it was predatorial. And the angelic being, it felt like it was there to give me safety.
2: Okay. Yeah, Now, I mean... When you, talking back to the one story you shared where you saw the shadow figure uh, out on the street, I believe it was. Now, Mm -hmm. when you saw the shadow figure, how did you feel? Did you feel threatened when you saw that?
0: I felt uneasy. Um, I felt like it could go no further, but I felt like it was definitely watching me And it was not good. Um, I can say I felt calmer when I saw that than when I saw the thing above the bed. Um, I honestly can tell you when I saw the shadow figure, it felt like it couldn't go any further. I felt safe but weary. Um, So, yeah.
2: When you had this angel standing next to you, 10 feet tall or however tall it was with a sword. I mean, it's towering over you. Uh, but you mm-hmm. didn't you didn't feel any fear you didn't feel threatened uh, is that your kind of confirmation to you that it was an angel I mean it, there's something inside of you that that clicked at some point whether it was what your wife said or what that you inside said that was an angel uh, at what point did you feel like okay this was my guardian angel other other than the
0: fact that you didn't feel threatened as soon as I saw it out of the corner of my eye and the fact that it was looking in the same direction I was, as soon as I saw it, I felt at peace. I felt safe. Um, I I just had a sense. I knew what it was right away before I even told my ex wife, you know, that I felt at peace. I felt like this was sent to watch over me, that this was sent to obviously look at or deal with whatever I sensed was across the way in the vacant lot. Um, there was no fear as far as that angelic creature next to me. There was, I, I, yeah, I felt protected.
2: That's really interesting. Uh, my grandfather on a previous episode, I played some of his audio of when he shared with me before he died of angels appearing to protect him and his, his friends when they were preaching and in a town somewhere, you know, it's a real brief summary, but mm-hmm. you know, I can't remember exactly how he worded it, but to me, in my mind, I picture what you kind of like what you described, these tall, almost light entities, you know, holding a sword, and it it can be threatening to those who come, come across them and oppose them, but those who they're there for, I would say, probably wouldn't be as threatening. And I just find it interesting how... You see this, and almost instantaneously, you feel at peace. And
0: uh, yeah, it—that's it, right. I mean, I didn't feel like it was. You know, you, you read any of these Bible stories, and these angelic creatures show up to confront a human being, and they're terrified. And it, whatever the situation was, I, as soon as I knew it was there, I felt at peace. That there was there was no need for me to be terrified at this point. It, it was just. I felt safe.
2: Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned about the Bible, and you hear these different stories in the Bible, these angels popping up, and they're not always what you saw. In fact, a lot of times in the Bible, they describe angels as looking just like you and I. I mean, just, they Mm -hmm. look like normal people. And you hear people's stories of even modern day where, you know, they feel like they came across an angel, but they didn't know it at the time because, you know, it it just looked like a normal person. And even Paul says in the Bible that you should be hospitable to one another because you never know when you're in the presence of an angel. Meaning, you know, hey, you don't know when there's going to be an angel here or not. Uh, In Sodom and Gomorrah, two angels go to Sodom and Gomorrah, and uh, they looked like just normal dudes, uh, you know, by all descriptions given. And so I just, I wonder what makes an angel appear and show itself to somebody in the form that you saw versus, you know, this everyday form. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I I find that curious.
0: Well, I can tell you that it didn't fit this description that Hollywood would make us think or any dramatic theatrical display. There were no wings, you know, there, there was nothing like that. I saw nothing like that. I saw an excessively tall humanoid figure. I can say humanoid because I could identify a chin, and I could identify where the eyes were looking. And by that, I don't mean the actual eyeballs, but where the eyes would be on the face, I could tell where it was looking. So that's how I can say it was a humanoid figure. I couldn't see flowing robes. I couldn't see wings. I just saw a humanoid figure that was in, you know, very bright, and I could identify that both its hands were on the, the pummel of a sword, on the, the handle of the sword. And I didn't see the sword, so I assumed it was pointing straight down.
2: Hold on a second. You, you said you didn't see the sword or you did see the sword?
0: I I saw the hands on the handle of a sword, but it must have been pointing down because he wasn't holding it straight up. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha.
2: Yeah, man. I The whole angel thing, man. I wonder if... All right, so say this was your guardian angel. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that this happened before you saw the shadow figure, which then most certainly, unless this all happened within the last two weeks, most certainly was before (laughs) the winged serpent. So initially you saw this angel when you had this vibe looking, you know, into this lot, that something was watching you. This angel pops up, kind of confirms to you that, yeah, they're there to protect me because something's there. But at the same time you see the angel and you're like, okay, that's cool. And then you have the shadow figure and then you have the winged serpent And I'm wondering if that angel popping up where you could actually see it was almost like signifying, symbolizing the start of something in your life, you know? Because from that point on, things happened. You know what I mean?
0: That's a very interesting perspective. I hadn't thought of that. The angel was 14 years ago. Um. So, because I didn't have my sons yet, so that was probably about 14 years ago, and now all this other stuff has been within this past year. Um, okay. Yeah. So maybe it was. Maybe that was a way of letting me know that I'm being taken care of.
2: Yeah. I mean, things happen in its own timing for a reason. You know, there could be preparation that that's involved there. I mean, you see this angel. And, you know, from that point to when the next thing happens, seems like there's a big gap of time. And so maybe there that was the beginning of a preparation for some things happening in life. You know, like, uh, I'm a right. big believer that, you know, God uses things to prepare you for things down the road. I feel like there's things that happened to me when I was 20 years old that prepared me for things that happened within the last year. You know, so... I uh, you mm-hmm. know I just wonder I just I I find it very uh interesting that this thing pops up in the big at first and then everything else after that has kind of come forward so um cuz I mean before the angel popped up you never had anything strange happen right
0: um I had two events one of which I can't really I didn't see anything I only heard something um I had a kink in my neck for like a year. I couldn't get rid of it. And I was just in horrible pain and I couldn't take it anymore. I laid on the floor and I just was praying for healing, praying for healing, praying for healing. I wasn't stretching. I wasn't doing anything. I heard all of a sudden my neck crack, the pain went away. And then I heard this bang on the outside of my, my bedroom wall, my parents' house at the time, which it was aluminum siding. They live in the country. There's there's no kids around that would have done anything, no one around. And it sounded like someone stood on a scaffolding next to my parents' house and took a basketball five feet away and just slammed it against the house. So that had happened, but I didn't see anything. I only heard it. Um, I looked out the window. I didn't see like a bird that hit the, the house. There was no dent. And I attributed that to something that this was maybe something that left me. Um, So I don't know what that was. I saw the company I'm working for now, they used to be in a different building, in an old building. And um, along the, so this is probably going back 20 years now, maybe. Yeah, it was 20 years. Um, I was in the basement and I saw this dark shadow going across the wall and it was the absence of light. There was nothing there. I couldn't see through it but there was no one in the basement with me. Cause I looked, I looked around. It wasn't me making a shadow. I was standing still. And that happened really quick. So those two events were were within a couple months of each other and then nothing, nothing at all. And then seven years goes by, 10 years goes by and I see the angel. And now about 14, 13 years go by and I'm seeing this stuff. So I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't understand it, but your perspective of maybe I saw the angel to give me peace because God knows things that we don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like,
2: seeing that angel, it just, for you, maybe it was preparing you mentally for what was going to come down the road, you know? Like, I mean, think mm-hmm. think about it this way. I mean, would you rather experience the winged serpent and the shadow figures and your family saying they're looking through the window, would you prefer to experience that stuff without having the angel angelic experience, or would you prefer to have the angelic experience then have those experiences knowing that, Hey, this angel popped up to me before. So I'm just going to trust that that's, that angel's still here looking after me and that God's got me. You know, you know what I mean? Like it, to me, it <clears throat> seems like, having an angel in your storyline before this stuff happened kind of gives peace and comfort knowing that even though it's happening,
0: you know, you're all right. You're going to be fine. I, I, I would have to agree with you because this is the most I've talked this out with anybody and thinking about it in that perspective. Yeah. Because when I saw the shadow figure across the way, I just felt, pardon me. I just felt protected. And it, it didn't bother me. When I saw the other entity that we will talk about Then I felt like how I put it to my stepkids? It, like when you see an animal that surprises you when you go for a walk in the woods and you know, there's a raccoon or there's a, you know, a squirrel hanging on a tree right next to you. You just kind of, Oh, huh, look at you. That's how I felt when I saw, um, the slender man type figure, how I felt when I saw the shadow figure across the way, it was just kind of a, Oh, hmm, look at you. And that was it. I felt at peace. And maybe it's because of that angel experience I had. The the winged serpent, that was totally different. That was way too close. That was just way too close. And that was the last event that happened. So... God, I hope things aren't ramping up
2: for <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, well, you know what? Time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> I know it's not comforting, but uh, time will tell. You know, with the winged serpent, you know, I was just skimming through this article here, and I'm not really reading it. I'm just more like seeing these highlighted quotes. And this officer described it as, it moved like an eel or a snake. Did you see this thing moving at all? And did it, just, did it move at all like that?
0: It was, it was hovering above me so that it was kind of shifting back, forth, front, back, if you will, along the same plane as the ceiling. I did see its body kind of move a little bit. Um, it wasn't as fluent as like a, an eel swimming through the water. But there was, there was movement. There was definitely movement. It wasn't stagnant at all.
2: That's interesting. And I see this other thing he said. And, was, and, go
0: ahead. I was going to say, my blinds were drawn, so I wasn't being pranked. You know, we li- I live in an apartment complex, so it wasn't like someone had some sort of like, Toys R Us projector there shooting something on the ceiling of my bedroom. The blinds were drawn, the curtains were drawn. My bedroom door was closed. The kids weren't trying to prank me either. I was the only one in that room. So it it was, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean you live in the same area i live in we're in the philadelphia area you don't play pranks on people like that (laughs) No, you're asking for trouble if you do something like that but uh let's just take a break right now when we come back i want to kind of dive into the slender man that you talked about so we'll be right back everybody
1: Old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Don't think about doing it, Lewis. The place is evil. Sometimes that is is They are not men, dear. they are dead bodies. Dead zombies, the living dead. Just been informed that zombies have entered the building, they're at the door. They're
2: coming in. Hey, this is Darren Marler from the Weird Darkness podcast, and you're listening to The Confessionals. I'm going to have to do some digging on this because I want to find out if any other people have seen this winged serpent Especially in their house, because when I first uh, had decided to have you on and stuff, I was thinking it was outside. But the fact that it's inside your house gives it a whole new vibe. Because this isn't something that you know could go and live in the forest and would just kind of peek its head out. This is something that was in your house, so it's now along the lines of paranormal type activity. And I, I just find that really <laughs> interesting.
0: Well, yeah, it was a whole new vibe already. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So tell me about the Slender Man. You said you had seen a Slender Man. Uh, what happened? Well, first of all, with the Slender Man, in this timeline of everything we laid out, where, did it, where does it fall in to the timeline?
0: Okay, so we have Angel. 14 years or so goes by. We have the Shadow Figure across the way, Slender Man, and then the Winged Serpent. Okay. And, and when I say Slender Man, I want to use that very vague because after I saw it, I started digging up podcasts to try and find out and the descriptions I've heard of what other people claim. And I know it all started in a creepy pasta thing that was fictional. It's, it's the closest description because it wasn't all shadow. So um, by that, you know, it was tall. It was slender. um, It was dark except for parts of it, like around the the head, if you will. Um, That was more whitish, but, you know, I, I don't want to say it was 100% Slender Man. It fits kind of the description.
2: That's fun. Uh, because I was actually just talking to some guy today at one of my deliveries, and he brought up the Slender Man. We were talking about it. And uh, then you're bringing this topic up on the conversation here. You know, if you could – actually, let's just do, let's do this. Where were you? What time of day was it? What happened that you actually saw this thing? Like, where were you?
0: Okay. Um, there's The building that we live in behind us is another building. So we have parallel apartment buildings with a grassy area between us, probably of about 50, 75 feet. In our building, the laundry is in the basement. I was coming out of the basement door from doing the laundry, I wasn't carrying anything. I just dropped it off. And because I live in an apartment complex, because people are always coming and going, When I come out this door, I look left and I look right to see if I'm going to walk into anybody. Um, Within 15 feet is that woods line again. So as I come out, I look left, I look right, and as I look right, I see something. I look again because now I step out a couple feet and I look again. And all the way across the grassy area and next to the other building up against the woods is this being. It's a good 10 feet it's dark. The legs are dark. The arms are dark. It's skinny, slender, if you will. Its face is kind of white and it's looking at the building behind us. Like it's looking in, I don't know if it's looking up the parking lot, but it was towards the corner of the building. When I looked over and I saw it and I turned and I faced it and it looked towards me. And again, like I said earlier, probably because of, knowing that i had that angel watching over me that one time i just kind of had that feeling of huh look at this look at you and i just paid it no mind i i didn't feel it was there to watch me i think i just caught it if you will and um it vanished it vanished i turned my away from it and i walked up to the apartment it didn't it didn't phase me as much, just, um, and I don't know why, but like I said, it just had that feeling of wasn't there to watch me, it wasn't there to check me out, it was up to something else.
2: When you say it vanished, did you, did it vanish in front of your eyes?
0: Yeah, it just disappeared. How like fast, how slow? Fast, like as okay. if someone turned off a let you turn off a light, the light's there, the light's gone. It was there, it was gone. Um, it disappeared as soon as it had toward, turned towards me. So I think it was one of those episodes where, um, you know, the, the oops, the veil was lifted. Oops, you weren't. You know, I wasn't supposed to be seen. Oops, I didn't know anything was in the you know the other building. I looked at it. It looked towards me, and gone.
2: And you said you saw it out in front of the woods, like right next to the woods
0: yeah yeah those darn woods again
2: (laughs) that's exactly what i was thinking there's the woods again yeah so these woods let's let's talk about these woods have you (laughs) ever had go
0: ahead i i haven't had anything um my step-sons have claimed they've seen stuff there's a creek that runs through our, our town here and um they've seen they said they've seen shadow figures they're at a point now with the stories I've told them, they're, they they want to take my digital recorder and they want to walk around the town, and start interviewing people and ask if they if anyone else has seen anything because they're kind of like we can't be the only ones, you know. So, <laughs> um, wow. My wife, their mother, has said she's going to disown us if we do that. I said I'm going <laughs> to get a T-shirt with a picture on it and say we belong to her. But um, so yeah, it, and but the it's what like thirty fifty feet of woods and then there's the creek so. They're they're all they're boys. They're all boys. So as soon as it turns warm enough, they're down there in the creek. They're fishing. They're playing. They're catching crayfish. Fish. They spend the whole summer in the creek. Um, so they said that they've seen stuff down around some bridges, just shadowy figures, and it's not a human being, and it's gone. It's there, and then it's gone. Um, so I don't know what it is with this wooded creek. I've never seen anything outside of just around our little apartment complex here. So let me
2: ask you. First of all, I would say I applaud those boys for their ambition, and I highly encourage them to do so because they can't be the only ones. They can't be, and so no, they can't be. Even if they have to put a paper bag over their head so nobody knows whose kids they are, just let them do do it. So
0: Uh, I told him, I I told him I was going to do it with him. I said, and I think I know someone that we can send the recording to. So
2: (laughs) (laughs) send it my way, man. Send it my way. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this: these woods. Roughly how big are they? Now, are they something – are they these woods that have a lot of development around them, or are they kind of a big stretch of woods?
0: No, it's development around them. Um, The town that I live in, you have the whole town. The creek runs through the town. The woods kind of border the creek because it's a park. So we're not talking about, you know, a thick, dense swath of land that, you know, there's a big hunk in woods of, you know – acres and acres and acres of woods. We're talking about a thin stretch of woods with a creek and a town around it. then anyone listening you know, from Pennsylvania is probably like, I think I know, but yeah.
2: Well, no, he, I mean, the area we live in has little patches here and there. And we talked about the woods before in, in this interview about the history of this area. Here's the thing. Those woods were much bigger at one time. There wasn't the development right. there is now. And I really think that These woods might have been haunted, and the things that were in the woods are now condensed into a confined area. I really think that might be something that's going on here. So, because you see a Slender Man, you see the shadow figures, you get these creepy feelings. Like, it might be one of those situations where it's just a condensed situation of, you know, woods that were much bigger at one time. What do you think about that?
0: I think you're right, because in talking with my wife's teammate for driving truck, um, when they've done home time, they've both been here, and I've, I've talked with them, and it said the same thing. It's condensed. And I said, where do you think this, this feeling is? And he and it is, you know, oh, it's from here to about here. I said, so that's like about 75 feet worth of woods. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. And when you walk past it, do you feel it then? No. When you walk the other way, do you feel it then? No. So only within this 75 feet. And the kids have said the same thing. They absolutely despise if I tell them, oh, you forgot to take the trash. Go take it down. Like, no, it's dark. Like, like, like go take it down. No, I don't want to go down there. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> when you saw the Slender Man, did, could you see hands? Did it have fingers? Were they long like the Slender Man or anything like that?
0: I couldn't see hands. Um, I couldn't see feet. I just saw arms, body and legs, and then the head. And you said the head was white. Yeah, it was, it was an off white. It was a whitish color, if you will. Um, it wasn't bright. It wasn't brilliant white. Um, it was kind of like, like nasty old t-shirt white that just real dumbed down white. Um, it had a, a a long head, if you will, not coned or anything like that, but it was just a much longer face shape. I couldn't see a face by, by what I mean by that is, you know, eye sockets and a nose and anything like that. But you could tell as the head turned and I, you know, it looked at me and I looked at it, I could tell that its head turned and looked at me.
2: That's really interesting. That's really interesting. So you think it, so? It was aware of you, is what you're saying.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I I saw it, stepped out, turned and faced it, and it looked right at me. And I was just stepped five feet out from the basement door.
2: Huh. Okay. Now you've heard of other Slender Man stories and such as that, you know, of people saying that that it tells them to do things. You never had that any kind of vibe like that.
0: No, 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 no conversations, no voices, nothing like that. It was just there and gone. Well, it kind
2: of falls in line with what you said earlier about how almost like a veil was lifted and you weren't supposed to see what you saw. So, I mean, it if people are experiencing the Slender Man and it, they feel like it's telling them things, maybe it was actually there for them uh, and for you for some reason it wasn't there for you because you said you, it, you felt like there was just this veil that was lifted and you were able to see it, but then it was like, oh, nope, and then, Shut it off, you know.
0: Yeah, it, when I when I saw the shadow figure over on the road across the way, that was there and it was watching. And I and I felt it. Like I said, you feel like something's watching, and you look up, and up oh, there it is. When this was out there, I didn't feel like there was anything around. I didn't have that sixth sense of something's watching me. I walked out, and like I said, I walk out. I look left, I look right, make sure I'm not going to walk into someone tearing their laundry in. And when I looked right, there it was. And it turned and looked at me, and it was gone. So I didn't feel intimidated. I didn't feel like it was watching me. It was waiting for me. It was focused on something else in the other building. And I caught it. Wow. By chance. That's... Wow. <laughs> and, I've never, and I've never seen it again. Every time I do laundry, I go down and I look in that same spot. I've never seen it again. So it was there for something else.
2: Do you think that this... I mean, I... I know you're a Christian, so do you think the Slender Man is something, you know, demonic that's not positive, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like, it, how would you describe the Slender Man and even shadow figures? I mean, the, these things that you've experienced, the, 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 the winged serpent, the shadow figures, the Slender Man, how would you describe them? Would they Are they all underneath the same category to you as demonic or how do you kind of cipher this out in your mind?
0: I do. I believe that they are demonic. They're evil. They're spirits that are not good. Um, the things that I've seen, I have no desire to communicate with them. I truly believe that to communicate with something like that, you're opening a doorway into your life. And I don't, I don't want that. Um, there is no, there's nothing good about what the things that I've seen sans, that angelic being standing next to me 14 years ago, everything else, there's nothing good about it. And I have no desire to try and, you know, well, tell me about yourself. What are you doing here? No, it just, I can, you know, you just get that sixth sense that this ain't good. This is nothing good.
2: Yeah. I I totally get it, man. Totally get it. And you know, the fact that you had that angel experience too, I mean, if I were you and it sounds like you are, you draw comfort from that knowing that you have some type of guardian angel kind of looking over you and, uh, you know, making sure that you're taken care of. Now, let me ask you this question. There's no right or wrong answer to this kind of kind of question. It's everybody's own opinion. Uh, there's, say this is your guardian angel. Why do you think God would send a guardian angel to look after you and not just himself? You know what I mean?
0: why would he send a guardian angel and not appear himself?
2: Well, not even just appear himself, but like, it's the idea, you know, God is omnipotent. He's everywhere. He is total control. Why do you think he sends angels to do these kind of things? Because I mean, you're not the only one has, that has experienced angels. My grandfather has experienced angels. The Bible talks about angels appearing to protect people and to do things. Like, why do you think God sends angels and not just take care of things himself? I know it's a loaded question, so you may not have an answer for it. I'm just kind
0: of thinking out loud. No, I think it's a very good question. Um, Well, I didn't get its name, and it didn't give me its name, so I don't know who it was, or what it, you know, as far as ranking. You know, it didn't appear and tell me its name was Michael or or anything like that. Um, There were no wings, I can tell you that much, so I don't know, you know, I assume it was an angel. For all I know, it was Jesus Christ himself. I don't know. Um, I think God gives us stuff that we can handle. He only gives us what we can handle. And maybe he sent that because he knew that was all that I needed. That was all that I needed to let me know no matter what's going on, especially outside of this realm, he's watching over me.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, it sounds good to me, man.
0: (laughs) I I I mean, I'm I'm nobody special, so just to send me a messenger, hey, you know what, that's pretty cool.
2: (laughs) It's more than I've ever gotten, so, (laughs) I mean, I, I would love to see something like that. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where I just reside to the idea that I probably never will just like Bigfoot. I probably never see a Bigfoot, you know, chances are of me seeing an angel is probably pretty slim, but I still hold out hope. So, (laughs) you know, um,
0: that's nothing I ever expected to see. It's nothing I've ever wanted to see. It's nothing that I've been like, Oh, hope someday I get to see, you know, my guardian angel. I've never thought about that. It was just all of a sudden one day there it was, and then it was gone.
2: Do you think everybody has a guardian angel? Do you think that there's angels that appear to guard people at certain times? I don't know. Um,
0: I don't have an answer for that.
2: Me neither. That's
0: a very good question to ponder. <laughs> um, you know, I think, I don't know, maybe he gives us just enough free will until we can't handle it. So, But I, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I'm just thinking out loud right now. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'm getting, you know, questions, uh, but yeah,
0: no, it's cool. It's my, I'm enjoying it.
2: No, it's fine. Uh, Sean, man, I really appreciate you being here, man. Just sharing these stories with us because I mean, it's, it's not every day I get to talk to somebody that saw a winged serpent and then the other experiences you had. I, I do think that there's something going on with the, the forest there, uh, you know, with the history of the area, Uh, I I don't know. I just feel like there's something going on with the woods there, and especially with the activity that you guys experienced. Um, But I I really appreciate you coming on the show and and sharing your experiences, man.
0: No problem. I appreciate it. I'm glad I got the chance to.
2: Right on, man. Well, let me me know if you uh, have any other experiences, especially in that area. You know, I could always maybe pop up there sometime if I have a free moment. I would love to kind of check it out.
0: All right. And, you know, it started, my wife has seen the thing on the porch, her teammate. Uh, he's seen stuff on the porch. He has the feeling of the sense in the woods there. So um, when they're home, they can tell you a lot more and maybe you'll see something. I don't know, but.
2: Well, I prefer not to see anything. I'd rather just talk to the people who saw stuff. <laughs> that's a little. That's kind of. That's kind of my sweet spot, you know.
0: <laughs> Come on, aren't you? Aren't you the guy who goes looking for you know other things in the woods too? So
2: yeah, Bigfoot. But I, you know, the chances of me running into a Bigfoot is slim, anyways. You know, but I, you know, let's just let's just slow down, there, friend. So. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, actually, I I wouldn't mind that. Maybe one of these days I can pop up there and stuff and talk to you guys and kind of show me where you guys saw this stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Great. All right, Sean. I'll talk to you soon. Very good. Bye Bye. Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And before we get out of here, I want to give a very special shout out to Kaylee Lynch. Kaylee's husband contacted me and told me what was going on with Kaylee being in the hospital for the next couple of weeks until she gives birth to their beautiful baby Luna. And Kaylee, I understand it can be very frustrating to be in the hospital wondering what's going on, not sure, you know, how long you really do have in there and just being anxious with a baby coming. I hope this show kind of picked you up a little bit, got your mind off of, you know, some of the frustrating things in life. And I know you guys are going to be great parents. You guys are doing good. And, you know, I got the chance to get to know JC a little bit. Great guy, great family. And Kaylee, I really wish you the best of luck. Uh, I I know the baby's going to be a great gift to you guys. So uh, just be patient and hang in there. And we're all rooting for you here from the Confessionals family. So until next week, friends, I hope you guys have a great week. Take care. Stay safe. And I'll see you right here next Saturday night on The Confessionals at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Take care, everybody.
1: Keep my